Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Some would say that small businesses are the backbone of our economy. Well, certainly they're a very important part of our economic uh, picture. And today we're seeing a lot of startups of small businesses. The, the economy is booming and small businesses are really starting and we want to help them flourish. And that's the goal of the Small Business Administration. My guest today is the District Director of the Washington Metropolitan Area Small Business Administration. And we're going to talk about what you can find at the Small Business Administration, or we're going to refer to them as the SBA henceforth, uh, what you can find there for help. Director Antonio Doss is our guest today. And Antonio, welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Well, Shirley, thank you very much. I'm glad to be able to participate. This is a subject that we've long been interested in at Call for Action because, <clears throat> excuse me, about 30 years ago, we actually opened up our helpline to small businesses because before that, small businesses, if they got scammed, of, if they had a consumer problem, they really had no place to go. And Call for Action is proud to say that we were out there and we've been helping small businesses ever since. So we hear from a lot of small businesses with all the different kinds of problems that they have. But let's just start with an overall picture. If I want to start a small business and I have a plan in mind, I have something in mind that I want to do, What and at what phase in doing that should I approach a small business administration and what can I expect from you? Well, that's a great opening question. and. I would say start early as possible in connecting with uh, people and resources that can help you as an entrepreneur, if you're considering starting a business, to make good decisions and to plan well for your success. And so part of that includes reaching out to uh, the Small Business Administration. Uh, We have a very, very uh, robust website at sba.gov that has not only Uh, information in terms of uh, materials and things, but a lot of tutorials um, and links to other helpful information. Uh, We find that a lot of our budding entrepreneurs like going to the website because they can do a lot of the homework up front. And then once you do your homework up front, uh, you can come in and visit us at one of our district offices. Our uh, Washington district office is located right here in southwest uh, Washington, D.C. And we also have a series of resource partners. So the U.S. Small Business Administration, or SBA, actually helps fund uh, a number of organizations as partners of ours who help businesses with their initial business planning, uh, and actually even once they're in business, we still are there to help them. So we have an organization called SCORE. Uh, They are mentors, and they're volunteers, but they're successful business owners or past uh, executives of business who decided they want to share some of their knowledge and experience with others. Uh, SCORE, our small business development centers, which are hosted uh, primarily through our colleges and universities in the local region, uh, as well as we have something called Women Business Centers, which is focused on uh, women uh, entrepreneurs. And then we have a Veterans Business Outreach Center, or VBOC, you may hear us call it that for short, which is a, uh, a group that's focused on entrepreneurs who are veterans. All of these programs provide uh, training that is either free or very low cost, 
and for sure they provide free individual one-on-one business coaching to the entrepreneur who's trying to start their business. Well, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned SCORE because I want to tell you that I am at this moment working with a SCORE mentor who is doing a fabulous job. I recently came back into heading up the call for action. I've been the president forever, but I had an executive director and he uh, decided he left. He went to another job. And so I have taken over again as the executive director. Well, I had been a few years out of that position. So I thought, "Mm, I need somebody with an expert new view, bring in some new vision, help me develop a strategic plan for the next few years, et cetera. And I will tell you, SCORE is awesome, Antonio, awesome. I can't tell you how helpful it's been to me. And, And I would encourage anyone who is thinking about starting a business or just revamping what you're doing contact a score mentor they help both profit and nonprofits. so um that's exactly right mm -hmm. and and we we have score chapters all around the country and you know in every one of our major cities in the Mm -hmm. u.s uh the score chapter here is is actually the first score chapter it's it's score chapter number one they all have a number well they're number one in my mind (laughs) that's exactly what we say here (laughs) we have the number one score chapter here in washington and and the folks there are fantastic well they they really are so and then beyond that if you're a veteran you can get some special help so really one of the things that that we as the entrepreneurs and and i consider myself an entrepreneur in a sense even though we're a nonprofit, we still do have to pay the bills um yes we can go to your website we can find all kinds of useful information start there now, at what stage does someone need to be, uh, Antonio, when they're going to this website? Should they be at the point, well, they first off, they have to have an idea. They need, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, they need to do some some searching about how they're going to set this business up. Is it going to be a internet-based only? Is it going to be a storefront? If it's a storefront, it's the right location. So there's just so much stuff for uh, an entrepreneur to consider. So where do you start? Well, I think, as, you, as you're pointing out, it, it begins with what the business concept is. And so some of the areas that you, you focused on already, including location and type of, of industry that you're going to be in, uh, but also where, where is the market gap? Uh, or is there an existing market that you're looking to uh, take advantage of gaps where the service is not being provided or the products aren't there uh, in the way that uh, the consumer or the buyer might need? Uh, or are you looking to create something brand new? Uh, of course, it's always a little more difficult to create something brand new because it feels like everything already exists. But there are still things that people can create and um, and actually start uh, start fresh. But the initial part is really all about your business concept. And from that part, what we you know really encourage business owners and entrepreneurs that are starting a business to think about where are they today? Where are they trying to go with their business? What is their overall objective that they want to have. Uh, Some people want to grow a business just big enough for a hobby for the weekend or whatever activities they may want to do so it's not dominating their life. Some people want to start a business to dominate a marketplace or dominate an industry. So a business owner, a prospective business owner, has to think about where do they see themselves in that spectrum and then begin to think through the pieces that they might need in order to pull that particular objective off properly. And so that's also where our mentors and trainers and coaches at SCORE and the SBDC, as well as the folks here in our district office, come into play 
because we can also be a sounding board and provide information to help make a better informed decision with the entrepreneur. You just said the key word, a sounding board. To me, it was so important to have someone that I could talk to who understood where I was coming from and who was right there listening and not necessarily agreeing, but pointing me in the right direction and the things that I was looking to accomplish. So I totally agree with that. Yeah, let's just take a brief pause here to to let our listeners know that they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Wooker. My guest is Antonio Doss. He is the district director of the Washington Metropolitan Area Small Business Administration. And we're talking about the things that you need to know as an entrepreneur if you're trying to start a small business. And there is a wealth of information at the Small Business Administration's website. And and, um, Antonio, do you want to give that a email, I mean, that website address again, please? Sure. It's a very easy one. It's just sba.gov, or if you want to put the W's in front, www.sba.gov. Okay. sba.gov. I think we can remember that. Um, okay. So now let's start. We've we've set up a plan. We kind of know what kind of business we want. We've gone to your website, and we've done a lot of research and and uh, and find, and doing demographic studies of the area of what kind of competition are you going to have if you're doing a storefront? Uh, to me, that's really important. You don't want to have another a block away, a really booming competitor of yours. So um, anyway, so then we go beyond that. We go to the larger pictures of setting up a website, getting financing. Um, and then, of course, after you set up the website, protecting it against cyber uh, cyber attacks. So the website development, of course, you, you're going to have to find somebody to do that. I mean, I would think you'd find a pro, mm-hmm. but I mean, maybe the mentor can help you do that. Do they? Would they do that far? Go that far? They will not. Uh, with with the mentors and the and the business coaches and counselors that we have, they will help guide you, but they won't do for you, and they won't make decisions for you. Okay. Because ultimately, all of that ultimately comes back to the responsibility of the business owner. They're the ones who have to actually uh, kind of drive this business to wherever it's trying to go. And so you don't really, in this case, want someone else's idea or someone else's direction that you're following. As a business owner, you want to follow the direction that you think is best. But you, it's great when you can do that with the input and awareness of others' expertise and knowledge that can help you make a better, stronger, more effective uh, business decision. Sure. <clears throat> that makes sense. Uh, okay. So you've got to do your own stuff on, on some of these scores. But, but let's talk about some of the problems that we at Call for Action, we hear from small businesses who have been defrauded in various ways. And I think that the time when they're first starting is a critical time because I'm convinced that the crooks go out and see who has a license to do business and they start bombarding them with various types of scams. Everything from protecting your trademark uh, protecting your uh, yourself and your cybersecurity, I mean, they'll even attack you from that score. So w- what are some of the scams that are likely to target a business as they're starting up, aside from the online directory scams, or is that one of the biggest ones? Well, really, I, I would say in general, as a, as a business owner, and to be honest, this, this applies to whether you're a startup or uh, an experienced business owner or even an individual, you really have to pay attention to what comes across your email because a lot of times that's that's the entry point. And uh, the scammers and those who do phishing for uh, ways to access your system, 
are, are often very sophisticated and they disguise themselves very well. So, so you alert. always have to, yes, you have to be alert to who's really on the other end of that message stream. And, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, we probably have all gotten at some point some message that says, we're trying to access your account and send you money, but we don't have your correct account <laughs> number. Can you provide it? Right. And, you know, there was a time where that would happen and people would actually, you know, really use that and, and, re and reply. That happens a lot less now, but the sophistication level of the spams uh, and, and the scams that are pulling forward has increased uh, significantly. And we've even seen this now even in our, our government contracting where we're dealing with larger companies who are uh, providing either prime or subcontracting work to the federal government where they're targets. And um, we've seen it uh, both from uh, external uh, areas as well as sometimes internal uh, control breakdowns that have caused uh, firms to be in a situation where there's money going out and it's not going where they thought it was going. And sometimes they don't realize that until a significant amount of time has passed. And uh, it, it's a very painful experience. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, and the, you know, one of the things, it's an old-fashioned scam, but it is a, a, somebody will call up and they'll get an employee on the phone. And this is something small businesses need to warn their employees about. They'll get somebody on the phone and they say, well, your boss just ordered XYZ number of copying uh, ink cartridges or paper, printing paper. And, you right. know, that may sound reasonable. And they'll ask you for a billing address and they'll give you some information. And the first thing you know, you've given them the credit card number or access to your accounts and they start billing you for all these supplies, and they, they may send it to you. I mean, this is one that's been going on forever, and it still exists. I can't believe oh, yeah. that they still are out there doing the same thing. Right, and, and you know, there's, as I say, these things are getting more and more sophisticated. You know, we've seen cases where uh, emails are coming from persons within a small business to other persons that work within that same small business, mm -hmm. directing them to take certain actions related to financial uh, oh, yeah. matters only to find out that really that email that they thought was coming from a trusted person within the organization really wasn't that person sending the email. It was someone who had breached the security of their uh, company's website or email system. And uh, if you don't realize that that's happening, a dutiful employee is going to say, yes, sir, boss, I'm going to take action on this right away. And they may be taking action on something that's causing your money to go out the door. Oh, boy. Well, you know, um, it, it's amazing now. We have so many more ways that we can be approached and, and, and the slick scammers hide behind emails and things like that. We don't even know where they're coming from. Do you see a lot of these scams coming from outside the country? Yeah, I think a lot come from outside the country. I think as anytime I've heard of a lot of the tracing that's gone, uh, that's usually what they say is that, um, you know, once the money goes, it's gone and and literally in a matter of just a, a few short minutes, it's out, outside of the U.S. at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't doubt it. So <clears throat> the big thing for people is to be skeptical. Don't believe yes. the person that contacts you. Use some alternate source to check out whether or not they're legit. Um, right. You know, that's what I always tell people is just don't assume that that email is from the provider. Don't assume anything. Don't respond to it. And 
check carefully the email address because sometimes that'll give it away. Um, anyway, we're going to take a short pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is the District Director of the Small Business Administration's Washington Metropolitan Area Branch, and he is Antonio Doss, and we're talking about some of the things that the scams that target small businesses, as well as the multitude of services that the SBA offers to entrepreneurs. And so, and by the way, I had asked you before we went on the air about whether or not you all actually worked with nonprofits, and you said no. That your your charter is for non is for for profit companies. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. In fact, uh, SCORE is the only element of our of our network where they will work with nonprofits. Uh, they have they have a little bit more um, jurisdiction to support others, but the the U.S. Small Business Administration. Uh, is by you know our Small Business Act mm-hmm. charged with specifically helping for-profit businesses. By definition, it's a not, it's a profit-making organization. Okay, now some of the other areas, in addition to the frauds that are targeting, how do you suggest that small businesses go about promoting and advertising or marketing their their business or services or goods or whatever they're they're doing? That's going to be require, I would think, a good bit of effort on their part to getting their information out to the public. Seems to me that marketing yeah, I, I, is such a strategic part of what they're doing. It, it, it very much is, and a lot really begins with understanding who your desired client is, who's your target market, and how do you best reach them. Uh, so if you're a retailer, there are certain tools and approaches you'll take to attract uh, the consumer. If you're uh, a business that's trying to do business with the, uh, like, like a local uh, jurisdiction or state or county government, there's a different approach, uh, and similarly with, with the federal government. So it starts with market research, understanding who your client is that you, that you desire to reach, and then what are the avenues in the, in the uh, areas where they're most likely to see information that you want them to see. Some of it you can push through uh, through your, um, your your website and through your contact list, whether it's through social media uh, avenues uh, such as uh, Facebook, uh, for example, uh, or some things require in-person relationship building. And so it very much depends on the nature of your mm-hmm. business and the type of, of client that you're, you're reaching. A lot, a lot of variation there in what you're going to do in terms of reaching out to your target audience. Um, so now you had said that, that entrepreneurs would be entrepreneurs can come to your office. Now, what do they do? Do they need to set up an appointment? Are they going to, do they need to, uh, ask for a specific kind of person to meet with or how, if I, let's say I'm going to start a business and I've got some of the things that we've talked about already in place, what would I do to get further help from the SBA? Yeah, you can you can contact our office, um, and we'll handle it one of you know several different ways. Uh, in some cases, uh, well, I'll start back over. In every case, it really begins with us listening to the caller on the other end of the line, mm-hmm. who's got an angle and approach that they're they're looking to take, and from that, figuring out what's the best resource that we have. Sometimes it's best for them to come in and sit with us. Sometimes it's better for us to get them tied into a SCORE mentor or uh, in some cases, for example, like the Women's Business Center. Uh, so we, 
we listen and help guide that person to the place where we think they're likely to get a match for the service level and the type of service that they need best. Okay. So the real thing to do is go to your website, check it out, find out where the local office is. Do they need to make an appointment? Yeah, we recommend making appointments because part of what we're doing in our office is uh, we're often out in the marketplace in the community at uh, local events, uh, trade Mm -hmm. fairs, at uh, business expos, uh, meeting with chambers of commerce, lenders and such. So uh, we have a team that we refer to as our marketing and outreach team, and we really like it when they're not in the office because then they're out engaging. And they're doing outreach. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And so if you just if you just show up there there's always someone here but sometimes the person that's best to see you uh, may be actually out and uh and that helps everybody with their time and efficiency. Now uh, we, and that's one of we, one of the lessons all business owners are always working on is you know how do they best use their time too. We hear a lot about how many small businesses fail. Mm-hmm. And and do you have advice for consumers would be entrepreneurs what are some of the basic steps, and I guess it's the things that we've been talking about, to help ensure the success of your business? Yeah, it's, it's planning, and maybe one of the most important things is realization of who you are, what you know, and who you're not, and what you don't know. Ah, uh, that's the hardest part, what you right. don't being know. Honest, being honest with yourself, uh, often people have great experience you know, either in the in the industry, or they may have worked for another company, and they say, "Oh, I've seen this done. I can I can spin off and do this." It's different once you get into the CEO role, uh, because usually, if you're working in a in a bigger organization, there's a lot of other people. Sometimes there's departments <laughs> that take care of things, but when you start your own business, you're that department, you're the CEO, you're sort of everybody, and so understanding. Uh, and being realistic with what you don't know, where your strengths are and where you really need developmental support, and getting in touch with people who can help you bridge the gaps of uh, where you have your short shortage. You know, we often say uh, as a business owner, uh, you need to build a, a, a business environment where you've got a strong ability to sell and market your product, where you've got an ability to produce the product or service that you're delivering, and you have the capacity to manage the operations, the infrastructure of the business. It's usually not that common for one person to start a business and have expert sales and marketing skills, expert product or service delivery skills, and expert business management skills. They normally have maybe one or two of those. But being realistic and understanding that maybe you're a fantastic salesperson and a great marketing person, but maybe you're not so good on the management infrastructure part, then you need to build into your business operation a way that you can handle the business and operations more effectively. I think you just gave a beautiful summary of exactly looking at and evaluating ourselves and know what our shortcomings are and fill in the gaps, because I think that's exactly what um, what you're saying to us, and I think that's the, the biggest point of, for anybody who wants to start a successful small business. Well, we are so pleased, and we hope that you, you've recently done something here um, across the country. It was Small Business Week, and yes. um, we just 
encourage everyone to go to your website. So thank you again for being with us. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest. My guest has been Antonio Doss. He's the district director of the Washington Metropolitan Area branch of the Small Business Administration, and we've been telling you how to get help. And the website is sba.gov. Thank you for joining us. I'm Shirley Rooker. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.